Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Have I got something for you, Jones? Is it a gift? Well, Is it some flowers? It's a sort of gift. <laughs> We've had someone write in and they have very thoughtfully, we're doing this first because I actually couldn't wait to the letters to do this. I I had to do it now. They wrote in physically. They wrote in physically and they sent a cutout of your picture and they have very helpfully (laughs) marked on your picture all the alterations that you should do so that you can look better. It, funny enough, there's not a return address, otherwise I'd have written Is back that a to name? No, it's just a cutting. It's a cutting. And just for anyone so you can picture it, there's a picture of Liz from, from the U magazine, and they've suggested that she cuts her hair, so they've helpfully drawn on her hair X's to where she should cut it off. They've given me a fringe. They said I need more hair on top. I think that qualifies as abuse. Well, they've also said a, a nose job wouldn't go amiss. And if, nothing, what's wrong with And my if nose? not a nose job, maybe another facelift. Cut my hair short. But they've actually drawn on your nose. But who what could you be bothered do? to do that? I don't know, because they've actually spent quite a lot of time. They've told you what makeup to use, where to use Get rid of this up. hair, Liz. Cut it short. You're no longer a teenager. Lighten your hair, it's too severe. A bit more soft colour on your cheeks, just a tickle. <laughs> Apply a top lip liner for thicker lips or get Botox. But not too much, you don't want to pout, they've said. You don't want to create a pout. Smile gently, maybe a nose job. Put your eyebrows slightly higher. <laughs> it will enhance your best feature, your eyes. Then soften the eyebrows, but keep the eyeliner dark. Wear light colours. But something simple, not gaudy. Well, I wasn't. I was in a light silk shirt. That wasn't my shirt. I didn't choose it. If, uh, I'm going to actually put this picture up on Twitter with the Colour your nails the same as your lipstick, an orangey colour, not dark red. I never have nail varnish on my nails because I think it's common. It's, it, Sarah I Jessica Parker, years and years and years, Sex and the City, never put nail varnish on her hands. This person also says, our neighbour has finally gone blonde. She looks... and Their neighbour has finally gone blonde and she looks years younger and great and she's happier. So... I, I love this. I'm going to put this on with the with the with the podcast because I think everybody should see this. I mean, I think they're trying to be helpful because they've drawn, they've taken the time and trouble to draw it all on for you. But I just think that's just me. Well, I think I think they're trying to be helpful. I do. I, but would you like it if someone did that to you? Well, I'll probably do exactly what I've done to you and laugh because. And the resulting picture is quite interesting. You look like Una Stubbs. <laughs> I hate that picture anyway. Oh, 
dear. I hate that picture. Well, I it... hate that picture. <laughs> but they've literally crossed out your hair where you should cut it off. So I thank you, whoever sent that. You were cheered up a dull afternoon beautifully. I what love that. What is it about people wanting women once they're slightly older? Yeah. Cutting their hair off. I remember I, when I had the Kaya Gerber Bob and I was sat at the table in Soho House and David turned up and he says, oh, so much better. You don't want long hair. Fuck off. You want what hair you want for your head and your body. What you choose with your hair. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure they were trying to be helpful, but it, it's sort of kind of like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, this emphasis on you must do this, 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 and have Botox, have a nose job, do this, do that. Wear different makeup because you must look better. Do we have to have this emphasis on how we look? Do we really have to? Do they not think you try to? I mean, I'm not being funny. Nobody goes through the bloody paraphernalia you go through for a coffee date. No. I mean, for the love of God, you everything's waxed everything's it's dying. not my fault my hair fell out and they said i need more hair on top well they, they, i think that's abuse but they're cutting a load off so you could always have it transplanted <coughs> on top well it's funny i think the most beautiful women are the ones who question themselves like you think you're fine don't you <coughs> <laughs> that was me choking on my tea by the way no, I do not think I'm fine. No, I, but you go out and about in the world, you don't give a you don't care, you look in the mirror in the car. I never do that. that. That's a different issue. It, you, well, you're confusing thinking fine with I've just passed caring, it's past it's past improvement, I'm completely apathetic, no one cares what I look like anymore, why should I care? That does not mean I think I'm the physical goddess for all women to aspire to. No. But have you seen no. In today's papers, Jane Fonda's face. Yes. Um, yes. But her cheeks are now so big, they make her eyes look small, don't they? Like two little pieces of coal. And she was one of them. You know, if you remember her in Barbarella or beautiful. Barefoot in the Park. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. But what is this desperation to put yourself through really expensive painful painful surgery well, i think she admits she's gone too far really i think she has i, I mean all power to if, if she wants to look you know but oh no no she looks she's a bit hamstery isn't she but it's like when i bumped into faye dunaway and i thought she was done a televisarchy and faye dunaway God. i mean in the towering inferno with that brown dress, very low-cut, flat-chested, beautiful. She was just one of the most beautiful women, Faye Dunaway. Why did they she do was. this? But I actually think there is a beauty in getting older. You know, when I think, I think you soften, you change. And, yeah, it's not the same as you look at 20. It's not the same as you look, you know, when you're young. But it's a different beauty. You get a, a wisdom and you get a confidence. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You can still be beautiful and embrace your age. I don't see this constant clinging to youth. I mean, be glad you're still alive. Be glad you've not got a terminal illness. Just be grateful. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of stick, really, when I had a half facelift and I had my eyebags removed. And I did, I did think my face looked better. Yeah, yeah did. And I was less tired. But if it hadn't been for work, I wouldn't have had it done. No. And, and if you want to do it, crack on. 
do you know what I mean? It's, it's up to you. What you do with your body, your face is entirely up to you and nothing to do with anybody else. I just think it's a shame that even still in our society, when we're supposed to be at an age where we've gained our wisdom, when we've lived life, that our priorities are sometimes like to go too far like that. I'm not saying a little nip and tuck or a little, you know, dye your hair. Or, I'm not saying you just let yourself go like I have. But, I mean, to go so far, I don't know, it's just, it, to me, it's like your priorities aren't quite right. My gosh, she's 85 years old. Although I have to say, my darling mother, you know, last week I said that she said, you know, that after fasting, my skin didn't look so tight. She said to me this week that she'd, she'd have, pay for me to have my hair done because I've gone really, really grey. I needed to sort my eyebrows out and <laughs> I've let myself go. I need to sort it out. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Thanks, Mum. So perhaps I'm taking it too far. <laughs> that I need to pull my finger out and well, get myself this, sorted. This conversation about Jane Fonda and ageing and looking at that photo, I have a moan this week, a Jones moans. Do you know what it is? Go on. I was on the train to London on Tuesday and I showed the ticket inspector my ticket and he didn't ask to see my senior person's rail card. He didn't ask to see it. Ouch. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I still get upset if I order alcohol and they and they don't want me to prove that I'm over 18. That still upsets me. Now, that is a bit harsh. He didn't ask to see my senior person's maybe, rail card. Maybe he's just trusting or was in a hurry. Maybe, maybe it wasn't that you looked senior. Maybe it was just a trusting moment. I'm going to have to bulk buy two Chaclar, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you also had a Miranda Priestley moment this week, didn't I you? I had a few. You, had, you did have a few, but... My favourite is the glass. Do you want to tell everyone about the glass? Well, Nick was having some alcohol in a glass and I said to her, don't drop the glass because it's very expensive, Scandinavian Litala. But I'm, I'm better trained now. And normally she gives me the cheap glasses, normally. I don't have any cheap glasses. No, you do. You've got those... You, you give me a water glass instead of your posh wine glasses. <laughs> she, well, I'm not trusted. You know, Mrs Sunak got a lot of stick for having a £39 mug that she took out to the journalists outside the house, which was the first indication they were running to be Prime Minister. Now, that was giveaway, wasn't it? Because she was being nice. She's quite stony-faced, isn't she? Yeah, she is, actually. I think I've got £39 mugs. But the diff... Shall I tell you what the difference is? Sure. I've only got two nice wine glasses, four nice water glasses and two nice mugs from the Conrad shop. I can't stand, and we've got a letter about this at the end, haven't we? I can't stand people who've got 62 crap glasses with, like, maps of Germany on and stuff, and, and 4 million horrible, chipped, horrible mugs. And why do people know? I only need two of everything. I only need one of everything, really. But what if you've got, like, loads of people turn up and you have to make lots They're of They're never tea? going to do that, are they? They might do. You might suddenly get, like, people knocking on your door. But and actually, you get, oh, if you've got 64 glasses and 49 mugs, you know who I'm talking about, not you. I was going to say. <laughs> that would have cost more than my £39 mug. No, it would. Which I love and I hold every day and it enhances my life. Well, I've got four mugs that I really, really like from Sainsbury's. That's where my mugs are from. 
Sainsbury's. Yeah, but some people have just too much stuff, and that's going to cost more than if you just buy one nice thing. Yeah. But then if you drop it or someone breaks it, you're very upset. Also, let's, let's, let, yeah, no, honestly, like, I, I was I was quite animated, waving this wine glass around, but I had a really good hold on it, and I could see Lizzie's eyes following the wine glass around. <laughs> it was slightly worried that it was going to go flying across the Well, you garden. are very accident-prone, I have to say. I am very accident-prone, and actually, two glasses of wine, and I'm gone, isn't I? Because I don't normally drink, I'm gone. Like she stood on a broom the other day and then you knocked herself out. No, I did, I've got, no, really, it still hurts, you know. It still hurts. And when I was coming here today to do the podcast, I bent down to put my dog's lead on and I stood up and whacked my head on, on the top of the car. So I am very accident prone. So what have you been reading and watching this week now? Well, it's a horror week for me. I've, 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 I've gone away from all the, the other stuff to self-help and the chip flick and that sort of thing and I've gone into horror but Nick you're not a boy no but you don't have to be a boy don't be so sexist yeah I don't I think this is quite off brand your choice <laughs> off your brand it's totally you on my brand you don't have a brand I, I'm developing a brand you, you get, don't have a get brand out of my, I have a brand get out of my way Jones. I have a brand no no get out of my way I'm building my brand I think I am quite. I, I like stuff like that, don't I? I like uh, murders and mysteries and horrors, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that do. I have been watching From on the Sky um, from Sci-Fi what? Channel. From what? Well, I don't quite know why it's called From. I never sure really worked that out. From. No, From. And from. it's about Somerset. Well, there's no e on the end. I think it's From, and it's from the producers of Lost. I liked Lost. No, Lost. it's from. I think you'd like this. I mean, you're turning. Do you know why up. I like Lost? I don't know, young boys? No, because it starred Naveen Andrews. Oh. Oh. And why you say no then? Pardon? Why you saying, yeah, exactly. I can't remember what the question was. Because it started, had young boys in. It's not a young boy, it's a grown-up, proper old oh, man. Oh, OK, but it's men then, isn't it? It's men. I loved Naveen Andrews in The Buddha of Suburbia. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, it's a Hanif Qureshi book fantastic book made into a tv program music by david bowie starring naveen andrews so you like things i think that's why i got married to an indian because i just fancied naveen andrews and he was the closest thing i could find i think that's why you watch most of your tv every it's like oh i fancy i'm gonna listen to that oh i like morton hart i'm gonna listen to our heart doesn't have to be good music morton hart well this 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 is a bit low on the crumpet this is a bit low on 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 you know sort of good looking men it's actually you have to rely on the storyline which is okay because it's brilliant i binge watched the entire series in one sitting i was i couldn't sleep i had insomnia and i thought i'll just try it and it's starring harold peno and he was in Lost in the Matrix. Came out last week, and it's sort of reminiscent of of things like the Midwich Cuckoo, and it's oh. essentially the theme of a troubled town. Don't oh god, give it a try and then say you don't like it. So I would, if you like that sort of thing, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I watched one after the other, and every time I got to the end of an episode, I was desperate to get to the next episode. Desperate. Brilliant. I'm waiting for season two Well, now. I can't be too snooty because I watched, I think it was season one or two of Celebs Go Dating. Yeah, and darling, you watch Love Island. You can't be snooty at all. No, that's work. Yeah, but you can't be snooty at all. But Celebs Go Dating had Jerry Essex on and Perry from that dance group. And Perry is just so sweet. He never would. had a girlfriend. I would. He's so sweet. 
And Joey Essex is just so funny. And they were going to send him on a blind date. And he said, blind date? He said, blind date? That's like sending me to outer space. Oh, he could come on a blind date with me. I'd look after him. So that was that. So watch it before you... No, I'm not going to. No. And I've also been reading on the horror theme. Oh, God, you. Some uh, Small Angels, which was out a couple of days ago by Lauren Owen, who's a Yorkshire lass. And that's... brilliant book it's sort of like folklore and supernatural all mixed in it's it's a story of someone in a nice setting it's in a lovely city it's a village with a forest so it's similar it's absolutely brilliant it's it it's different it's told from the point of view at different times from different people and it's all woven in really really well and it kind of reminds me it's quite spooky it 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 does a really good job it's quite spooky it's quite all not scary it's not it's not gory or anything like that it's spooky like Blair Witch Project's spooky and it's the sort of book that is just perfect like to tell story you know stories around a campfire site or sitting in front of the fire with a blanket and your your dog and it is it's quite creepy and I really really enjoyed it really enjoyed it so if anyone sort of likes folklore and gothic tales and it's got a lovely underlying love story with two girls running through it and the characters are all interlinked and it's just beautifully done it's very elegantly written there's there's i think you'd find it maybe in some ways a little bit descriptive she likes her descriptions in it but i think it sort of brings something to the book i think it brings in that little extra bit of creepiness but I love it. So I love From and I love, love, love Small Angels. Love it. Do you want to go and work for her? Depends how much she pays. We have this conversation every week. I am completely open to anyone who pays as much as possible. I'm open to it. Really open to it. So what about you? What have you been up to? Do you want to hear the column? Go on, give it, give it to us. In which the house hunt is on hold. No! It's quite sad, this column. No. Gracie collapsed again. That was worrying. She'd been to see the vet on Wednesday, only the day before. The vet couldn't find anything wrong because she keeps gagging, but she prescribed antibiotics. On Thursday, she started gagging again, then keeled over onto her side. Her eyes were glassy, staring. The episode only lasted a few seconds, but we were both deeply shocked shaken i called the vet again he said the gagging meant a difference in blood pressure which means she faints she's reluctant to investigate further under anesthetic as gracie is 13 years old i've been looking for somewhere to buy this week but with gracie not well and the weather so hot i had to cancel three viewings she loves the car and i've got aircon but vendors never want you to take a dog inside the house i'm thinking of hiring a toddler taking it with me and making it scribble on all the overpriced walls and start screaming. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. I mean, my dogs are better behaved than a lot of children I've seen. My dream property has come on the market. It's a wreck, but it's stunning, very remote, with beautiful views. It's half the price of the house I bought in Swaledale, then had to sell due to a tsunami of losing my income overnight because I did Celebrity Big Brother. We're coming back to Big Brother in a moment. We are, yeah. To pay my tax bill, and then I got sacked. There was a stalker living next door, so the value of my house plummeted and I had to move. 
HMR kept thinking that I went to Paris to report on John Galliano's trial in the very room where Marie Antoinette was sentenced to the guillotine. And they thought I was going as some sort of jaunt. That's not they very thought, cheap, well, I was going to Paris. You know, this work. They were very chippy, actually, the people from HMRC. Very chippy. I went to view the wreck with my friend Isabel. She's very sweet and supportive. You could do it up gradually, she said, as I went pale at the thought of living with Lino. Has she met you? Does she, does she ever met you gradually? You don't do gradually. I don't do Lino. You don't do gradually either. I feel like a balloon in the wind with no anchor, no security, no pension. My mortgage offer stipulates I must work until I'm 85. I feel I should head up an NHS trust, fail badly and get a huge payoff. I remember interviewing Belinda Earle, who was the head fashion honcho at M&S. And I said, what would she do when she left? She said, oh, I'll join the board of some company or other. But how do people do that? I'm like Mary Helvin who said the other week that she's thinking of getting a job in Whole Foods, only far less attractive, obviously. But she now seen that picture. Now, with Gracie unwell, everything is on hold. I don't think moving will suit her. When I was evicted from my mini-mansion, Sam, my very first colleague, was still alive. But he was almost deaf and blind and he was very confused. In my old house, he knew where everything was. He couldn't manage the stone steps down to the basement kitchen, but instead of moaning and demanding carpet, as David did when he slipped and broke his ribs, Sam would just stand paddling at the top of the stairs, his big tail waving. On the first night in the rented house, after I was evicted, he slipped and lay prone in a pool of wee on the ceramic floor. I popped Gracie and Minnie in the garden while I was trying to cope and sort out Sam. I was terrified, as all renters are, about ruining someone else's house. Don't sit on the sofa in jeans, they wear it out. Gosh, she was a bitch, wasn't she now? Awful. Awful. There was a furious... I was trying to cope with Sam. There was a furious banging on my front door. Your dogs are barking in the garden. It's their first night. They're confused. I've got a confused elderly dog. Within two days, Sam was dead. He couldn't cope with change. I couldn't either. I think it was me losing my house and having to go into that rented house that killed him. Well, it's, it's really difficult, isn't it? If a dog's got dementia or anything like that, it's really difficult for them to cope with the change. He couldn't cope. I mean, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly have moved Charlie at all. He, he would not have coped. He didn't, yeah, but he I didn't, didn't even, have a choice. No, no, I know you didn't. I mean, he, Charlie didn't even like well, Christmas Day. I went to my mum's for dinner and I literally ate my dinner and left because he wasn't happy there. He, he just was not happy. So you obviously, you were forced to move. That was a completely different issue. But they do, they find it incredibly difficult. But people are so intolerant, aren't they? I just moved in. They complained about my car being left not in the garage. And you know I'm a terrible driver. I could never get it in the garage. And, and I'm like, well, I'm unpacking. Yeah. And they complained about Gracie and Minnie barking in the garden. I was trying to sort Sam out. Yeah. There's no leeway. And also, but when they've got a screaming baby screaming, or yeah. they're mowing their lawn, or they're strimming, you, you're not allowed to say anything. No. And also, just be a bit, rather than sort of complaining, why don't you knock on the door on yeah. the first night and say, 
Hello. Welcome. Here's a bottle of wine and some flowers. Can I help you? You yeah. know, do you want some help unloading? No, I hated that man. He was so creepy. No, it was creepy actually. But just just be nice. Just say, oh, I can see you unloading the car. Would you like me to help with some boxes? Or just be yeah. nice. What's wrong with being nice? It doesn't hurt you. You can read this week's diary in full at the Man on Sunday's You magazine. But do you know what the big news story this is this week? Forget the politics. Go on. Big Brother's coming back. Yay! So I did... There was an absolutely useless piece in the Times this week from somebody because the news has announced that Big Brother's coming back. I hope Ryland's coming back because he was so kind to me when I was in there. He's just so and he sweet, And I couldn't he? hear and he go, Liz! Liz. Oh, he's just so oh, sweet. I love Ryland. So sweet. I remember when he was chosen. Was it X Factor or something? When they went off he and he, he was crying and throwing himself. Up. That was that was comedy gold. That was. So Ryland was very kind to me. Everyone in there was kind to me. I had these rappers and Made in Chelsea stars holding back my hair when I was vomiting with anxiety. They were yeah. so sweet to me. They're all nice. I swear, to as me. well, you're all in that situation together, aren't you? If you don't support each other, it's it's going to make it really hard in there. It's already got to be hard to be sort of feel you can't go for a wee in private. But it reminded me of when the Mail on Sunday sent me to Jade's funeral in Loughton. Mm, Loughton. Poor Jade. Loughton. Poor yeah. Jade. And people were so sneaky about Jade. And I remember when she was in Big Brother before she got cancer, I was on the Evening Standard. And all the posh girls on the Evening Standard who just got there because of who they were related to, they say, oh, Jade, she's ruined my name. I'm going to have to change it. I can't be Jade anymore because Jade's ruined my How name. Awful. How awful. You should... Just awful. And actually, I really respect that girl because she did work... She she got her finger in every pie. I mean, let's face it, she had perfume, TV deals, books. She had her finger in everything. And for her to do the programme, I know there was a lot of criticism when she had cancer and she had this programme and about a wedding to Jack and there was a huge amount of criticism about her putting her private life. She did it life for her it. children. But she was securing her children's future by getting every last penny yeah. she could for them. And total respect because her attitude was it doesn't matter about me i'm looking after my yeah. kids so i'm well, sorry i think it's awful to criticize her well the man on sunday sent me to her funeral so i had to stay in a sort of premiering in loughton and all the it, what was interesting was all the other journalists and photographers just turned up and didn't dress up they're in anoraks and jeans and that i just thought Show a bit of respect. It's a funeral. You're going to a funeral. Yeah. So I had my hair scraped back in a bun. I had my black Prada suit on that's yeah. about 25 years old. And this is the piece that I filed about Jade's funeral. This, this is April 2009. Five. Nine. Oh, nine. Nine. Don't introduce errors. That was my catchphrase. <laughs> nine. nine. <laughs> At the Sunday Times, don't introduce errors. And how did that work for you? Well... <laughs> that's till you got me <laughs> who is an error <laughs> the scene in Loughton was like stepping back in time there were women named Iris and Pearl and Sheila there were East End accents and faces etched with a life of hardship and disappointment and stoicism there were grannies on fold up chairs eating fruitcake and waving daffodils 
granddaughter stood next to them, the next generation strapped in prams. Policemen were being sweet and helpful. People rummaged in bags for cough candies. It was just warm and friendly and terribly British. It was also strangely surreal that the funeral of Jay Goody, a young woman who made her name via such a thoroughly modern medium, reality TV, had inspired such an old-fashioned scene. I turned up outside St John's Church in Buckhurst Hill, annoyed I had to play any part in such a blatant display of marketing over substance, of ignorance over A-levels, but I actually came away with my faith in human nature restored. On the surface, it was all a bit ridiculous, the giant TV screens relaying the service from inside the church, the helicopter overhead, the stalls selling last-minute bouquets of flowers at sky-high prices. The bars and restaurants were charging £1 and later £2 as people became more and more desperate to use their loos. The candles and T-shirts on sale bearing Jade's beaming face. The crowd outside the church awaiting the arrival of the hearse, bearing Jade's body, was a garish sea of pink and highlighted hair and square-cut French manicured talons and scraped-backed ponytails and leopard print. You're making me really homesick. The designer shades were so enormous they could probably be seen from outer space. There were quite a few mini chihuahuas dressed in pink wool with names like Paris and, yes, you guessed it, Jade. The young women's faces, for this was a sea of very young women and very old ones, with few in between, were uniformly baked dark brown. This was a mecca of chavdom, of bling, of working-class women coming out for the day and telling anyone who wanted to listen what they cared about for a change. This was Karen from Nottinghamshire. I just loved Jade. She was normal. She came from nothing. Sheila, 75, from Loughton, just up the road. Jade was so brave to go through the pain she suffered. My husband died of cancer. Jade helped me. She showed me you don't need qualifications to get on. You need to work hard to be cheery. She was a fantastic mum, said Irene in a wheelchair. A very brave girl. The only celebrity I like, really. Mary. My sister died from cervical cancer four months ago, and so I empathise. Tracy. She was normal, one, one of us. Clumsy, funny. Georgia, 15. She made me laugh. She showed girls you need to stand up for yourself. Kelly. She was well wicked. She woke women up, not just about health issues, but about grasping life and living it. Alison, 35, from Loughton, met Jade in a local club, the New Bar. She was always beautiful, bubbly, just driving around in a Range Rover, windows down, music blaring, singing along. I think what all these women wanted to tell me was that they had come along to pay their respects to Jade because she was outspoken, emotional. She split up with Jeff because of her hormones, one woman cackled. Flawed and not remotely perfect. The questions I thought up to ask the people here soon seemed hopelessly out of touch and snooty. Isn't she a bad role model for your daughter? I asked one young mum. What did Jade really achieve? Or this one. Why make a fuss of Jade when we all lose relatives and no one seems to care that much? Or wasn't she hysterical and out of control and frankly ignorant and racist? I asked one young woman, gold hair in a gold bomber jacket and sprayed on jeans, whether she admired Jade's style. I don't care what she wore, I care about who she was. It's very easy to make fun of people for their manapropisms. I could quibble by saying the white flowers on the hearse misspelled granddaughter, there was only one D, 
but that would be missing the point. Not to mention, do you know how much each of them letters cost? Saves a lot of money being one day. Jade appealed to so many women who are otherwise being ignored or criticised or looked down on. She gave these women who have boring lives and low-paid jobs and useless husbands and naughty children one very important thing, strength. Before yesterday, I'd have thought that last sentence as over the top as the amount of foundation plastered on by the female mourners, but it's true. While I had thought the sort of fame Jade had briefly enjoyed was shallow and undeserved, it was the only sort that speaks to these women, the young ones clutching Louis Vuitton, but who in reality can't afford to buy their first home, the old ones who spent 20 or 30 years alone after their husbands died. A voice, hope, solidarity. Aren't you a bit jealous she made so much money, asked one girl with two kiddies. No, good luck to her, she said generously. I'm glad one of us made it. I can't tell you how many women made me smell their necks. Come on, they asked me. Is it shh or is it controversial, naming two of Jade's perfumes? She knocked the Beckhams off the perfume number one slot, a few chorused happily. Jade's Gerard de Vive and warmth were infectious. I haven't been among such a nice crowd for ages. People shared information. Jacko might be coming. There's her husband, Jack's best man. We can queue at 2pm to sign the book of condolences. Davina, she's here, she's here. Everyone cried when the cortege stopped outside Jade's salon in Loughton and her family got out to walk behind the hearse. Jade's mother, Jackie, had to be held up by others. Be brave, everyone shouted as the flowers thumped on the bonnet of the hearse. And we all thought of Diana, the last time we'd all felt this bad. Working class women have always had it hard, but they know it's about to get harder because they're the ones who get fired first when times are tough. They were grieving yesterday because they were losing someone who cheered them up, who was on their side, who got out, who got ahead. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... What I really think as well, you look at her, she had a really difficult childhood. Who would those people be if they'd have had the same sort of difficult childhood? They probably would have turned out the same. So she may not have had a great education. She may have been, as, as this says, clumsy. Or, But actually, she was bright. Just because you're not educated doesn't mean to say you're not bright. And it doesn't mean to say you're not tenacious and hardworking. And you're right, she had salons, she had perfume, she had book deals, she had TV series... Whatever she had, she made the most of. And I just think it's really mean because she's got a an accent like mine, an accent like, you know, that she talks the way I talk, to criticise her because that's not who you are. That's how you talk. It's no different to the colour of your hair. And I think Jay touched people because she was all those things and we liked her for it. Yeah. She wasn't unachievable. She was. She wasn't perfect. She put weight on. She lost weight. You know. She. She was. She was human. And we stick together. In you know, Loughton, Buckhurst, Deal, East End. We stick together. We support our own. In it. Every week, lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com 
or tweet me at Liz Jones Goddess. So, what about what about what other people think? How about the letters? Go on then. We have. We've already had letter of the week, haven't we? The my annotated photo. Well, that had that had to be a league of its own. That had to be the very first thing we talked about, and I am going to put that on Twitter. We've got Melissa who says, I really love the podcast. You and you and Liz have a strange chemistry that works. <laughs> Is that what they call it? <laughs> she says she's considering getting a tattoo of my deceased pet's names on the inside of my lower arm to help the grieving process. I recently lost my beautiful 15-year-old whippet, Herbie, and has Liz got any regrets about her tattoo? She doesn't talk about it much. There's not much to say about a tattoo, is there? What are you going to say? Well, do you regret it? No, I don't think about it. No. My body is my canvas. You haven't any more? No. I think it's a really good idea. I'd like, I want a tattoo with Charlie and Zach on, but I just haven't decided what or where. Or Betty Boo. I really like Betty Boo as well. Oh. I love Betty Boo. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to call me Betty Boo. Um, now, this one's anonymous because her daughter listens to the podcast and she doesn't want to reveal what she's been up to oh i see <laughs> yeah. so this uh, so anon says i always listen to your podcast on thursdays when i'm at work <laughs> we won't tell the boss <laughs> and replying about embarrassing moments when i was young i planned a romantic night with a guy i've been seeing for a while and really fancied picture the scene i had on a slinky sexy nighty and was coming down the stairs he popped his head round the lounge door and saw me. At that moment, I lost my footing and slipped. As I slipped down each stair on my back, the night he rolled higher and higher until there was nothing left in the imagination. To this day, I blush for the memory. So she wasn't wearing pants under her nighty. No, she was. She was good to go. She was ready. I always wear pants in bed. Do you? Yeah. What about when it's hot? Always. Marilyn Monroe used to put her underwear in the fridge, apparently, in the freezer when it was hot. Well, apparently Marilyn Monroe used to wear her bra in bed asleep, but not wear it when she was up and about. Why? Because it supported her in bed, and then she was out and about, and she didn't wear one. Her breasts were at 20 to 4. Right. Wish mine were. (laughs) Yours are at half past three, aren't they? Mine are... are, chuck them over my shoulder and I'm good to go so and the last one we've got is Marilyn (gasps) another Marilyn oh I didn't notice that hey and she says I'm a regular long term reader of your column although I feel I live on another planet we often do why does she feel that I'm intrigued to know why you loathe people who do a weekly shop I do loathe people who do a weekly shop because there they are with the groaning trolley of things they're never, ever going to chomp through in a week because it's going to go off. And how do you know what you're going to eat? They might have teenagers who chomp through everything. And I've got my pomegranate and a bottle of Pellegrino and I have to wait while they unload their shopping. And I said to one woman, are you going to eat it all now? Or are you going to take it home? Are you going to eat it now? That made you popular, was it? We friends and influence people. How do you people? know what you want to eat for the whole week? Yes, but... And things go off and also it encourages you. If you've got a trolley and not a basket, because I've always got a basket, it encourages you to buy things that you don't want and you don't need. Food waste. Yes, but you don't want to go to the shops every day to pick up I dinner. I buy my shopping per meal. She does. She buys ingredients 
for a meal. And Liz will, Liz will say, to, I'll say to Liz, do you want me to pick something up? So she'll give me these ingredients. And I'm like, okay, that's tonight's dinner. What are you having tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you need some shopping. You need stuff in the freezer. You need no, but something. but I might be dead tomorrow. Well, I'll eat it then. Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday. But for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.